Over the years, I've studied quite a few books about Warren Buffett. I think anytime you can study someone who's been very successful in real estate, business acquisition, investing, it can pay rich dividends, literally. So I was intrigued to know that when Warren Buffett was just a kid, maybe between 12 and 14 years old, as I recall, he struck upon an idea on how to make some extra money. He bought a pinball machine. Hmm. Why would he do that? A pinball machine. Going to make a lot of money? Maybe. But he decided to put the pinball machine in a barber shop. And he noticed that that ended up making some good money. And he learned some of the, the challenges that come with owning your own business, so to speak. It's a small business. There can't be too many challenges. But yet there can be. For instance, what do you do when competitors move in? What if other people decide to put their video games or their pinball machines in your same location? Or what if there's legal regulations that hamper your business? Or what if the barbershop closes? There's a number of things to consider. And Warren Buffett was able to learn those things at his, as a young kid. What did he do as that pinball machine business started to grow and expand as he started to make more and more money? He wisely reinvested and put much of the money away for future opportunities including later in his teen years, teen years, well before he was married, he was able to parlay some of that money as well as other money into land. And what can land possibly do? Well, land can appreciate if bought well. Now, by the time Warren Buffett's not even out of his teen years, he's learned about investing in a small business. He's learned about all the pitfalls and the successes that come with that. He's learned about how to buy land, what kind of investments pay off. Then he's able to parlay that money into investments like stocks and such. Eventually, while still relatively young, he was able to buy a portion of the company that owned Geico Insurance. Then, of course, as you know, he went on to do many other investments, investing in companies like Coca-Cola and train companies and all kinds of different things to the point where now he's a multi, multi, multi-billionaire. But I want to bring up what he did when he was young. Often, when people hear about the little vending machines that our kids started when they were young, I think Anastasia was 9 or 10 when she started hers, a little double header gumball machine and then a triple header and about how she lost money when someone kind of broke into the machine and how she had to repair that and learning about marketing and what I, what what type of candy people like and how to keep the machines clean and fresh and how to reinvest the money and when to take profits and all that, they often are in awe. And it is pretty cool that they've done that, but it's one of the best things to, to help them as they get older so that they're able to invest wisely with bigger amounts of money. They're able to understand the pros and cons of owning businesses or real estate and such. What are you doing to help your children? And are you setting the example? What are you doing to increase your financial intelligence? What pinball machines do you have? What investments? I was reading just the other day about someone talking about that our homes are such a wonderful investment. But keep in mind, if they're taking money, taking money, taking money, and eventually we may get a profit when we sell, depending on the geography of our home, when we sell, so the timing. Yes, there may be a profit, but if we're constantly paying money into it, Is it really an asset? Is it really producing monthly income? Or is it simply 
something that will give us capital gains, a one-time hit of 10,000, 5,000, 50,000. That's still great and wonderful, but true assets are constantly producing money for you, not just when you sell them. It's kind of like the difference, and I've talked about this a number of times, farm animals. There are some cows that will give you daily income, like dairy cows. There are some cows that you make money only when they're butchered, like your beef, your cattle. They have some animals like chickens where you're going to get eggs every day and have income. And then there's going to be other animals where they just simply eat and eat and eat. Now there's also other animals that are not an asset at all. Not when you sell them, not when you, not when you daily use them. For instance, most horses are not show horses. Most horses can be a lot of fun to ride or to, to look at, I guess, but a horse quite often, and there's going to be some exceptions, obviously, but quite often a horse is going to take money. I've been told that it's two, $300 a month in food oftentimes for a horse. And then there's of course the care for the horse, the grooming, and then making sure that you're riding the horse regularly and all the things that go into it. Horses could be not necessarily an asset, but yet, yet a liability. Understanding the difference and then doing what young Warren Buffett did. Here's an investment. Here's an investment. The question I'd ask you is what investment, what number was it? His 10th investment, his 20th, his 5th, his 2nd, his 100th that made him a success, that made him extremely wealthy? And when did he start learning from his investments? Was it the 50th investment, the 1st, the 2nd? And when was it that he turned that corner? I think of another investor out West uh, that 30, 40 years ago invested in a car dealership and then another one. But when he first started, he didn't really have a lot of money. He was making an average income, maybe a little bit above average, but he bought a car dealership and it was very difficult. Somehow he was able to cobble enough money together to get a second one. But by the time he was extremely in debt and making some money, but very well, very over leveraged, if you will, he had an opportunity to invest millions of dollars that he didn't have. Matter of fact, with a net worth of maybe one, two or three million, he wanted to get something that cost nearly 30 million that he thought would help his state. And it did. And it paid dividends for many years when his family sold his estate. And this person I'm talking about is Larry Miller. When they sold his estate, his $27 million investment or so that he did not have 27 million at the time, just a one to 3 million or so, if that in net worth, but not necessarily income, that $27 million investment ended up in 2020 when his team was sold or is being sold is worth over 1.6 billion, including the arena and all the other stuff that goes with it. But a $27 million investment to 1.6 billion, you've probably done the math already. That's well over 30 fold. That's a huge return on investment. But at what point did Larry H. Miller become successful? What investment was the most important? Or was he learning the whole time? Was he finding out little ideas as he invested in this car dealership and in this franchise and in this restaurant that failed and in this car dealership and in this car dealership and this movie theater and all the things that he invested in, this racetrack or whatever it was. Many he succeeded on, some he lost money on, but he learned all along the way. What are you doing financially to develop your pinball machines, your land, your restaurants, all those things, big or small? Good luck.